0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The following presentation is brought to you by hahajk.com. Hooray for Hollywood! Hooray for Hollywood!
1: Hey, this is Brett Gursky. Welcome to another edition of On The List. Today is Thursday, February 28th, 2013. Last day of February. This is episode number 20. It is the Oscar wrap-up show. And my guest today here in the studio with me, a friend of mine who's also a very funny comedian, Ben Glebe. What's going on, Bob? <laughs> What's um, going on, Ben? You're chilling. It was
2: a journey to make it here. Today or just the last month of your life? I feel well, like. both, but more so today. Traveling the nation with an Oscar was easier than finding the studio.
1: Really? Mm-hmm. We're right across the street from the Roxy on the, in the heart of Sunset Boulevard. You could have written that in the email. It would it be hard to write that in the email? I, I don't know. I thought
2: the address. There was no west or east mentioned in the address. Well, I... There are two of the address on Sunset. So right. whose fault is that? I, I don't know. I'm not going to take well, the blame Well, your GPS. Let's blame the GPS. Mm, all right.
1: We can do that. The GPS took you far. But you made it. I made it. Um, So, actually, you're on the other side of the podcast microphone today because you host your own podcast. This is true. Called The Last Week on Earth. Yeah. Last Week on Earth's Modcast. Kevin Smith's podcast network. Yes, Um, indeed. That was my first experience ever with uh, a podcast because you had Ben Savage on your show and I came by to hang out and watch you guys work and mm-hmm. I, that was the first time i ever saw anyone do a podcast live and i inspired you into the genre <laughs> you did well when i got offered this i thought to myself ben glebe seemed like he was having a lot of fun it's a lot of fun and you know it's cool you kind of record your life on a weekly basis mm-hmm. for yourself for your friends I just do for, it for myself i don't know if anyone listens i listen thank you yeah i, I was telling I you one. i was telling you earlier that i listen through apple tv through itunes right i subscribe on there you're one of like the five podcasts i subscribe thank to. you what other ones yeah. do you listen to I listened to my own. Sure, of course you do. (laughs) No, uh, I listened to Jeff dies. He works here. I didn't know Jeff had one. Yeah, Jeff has one, and and Shane Shane Powers has one. He works here too. Mm -hmm, Don't know who that is, Um, but I'm sure there's more that I need to discover. But yours was the first last week on earth. And I remember thinking at first the title was kind of morbid. Last week on earth, like it's the last week on earth, right? But it means what happened in the last week exactly or, i cover everything happened during the last week it's a good double meaning Do- you know? i like yeah titles with double meanings are always
2: the best yeah like on the list as a jew could be very scary <laughs> oh gosh you're
1: but right. what
2: you just mean is I- access
1: i meant vip access mm-hmm. yeah, yeah all access but also on the list like we list like you know the top movies at the box office we go over sure, lists stuff. Sure. stuff. i like that so you know I there's like a lot a of lot. lists and people uh, talk about their careers and you just list their credits and they give you anecdotes. It's oh, kind of like oh, good. my own little inside the actor studio. Oh, I like that. Um, you could do a faux British accent if you wanted to be cool about it. Well, I don't know. I don't want to look like I'm trying too hard you don't to, wanna, to be James Lipton. But you know how good, good it makes
2: your guest feel? I don't even think he's British. No, he's not British. He's he just speaks just, in that theater right. Madonna esque. My next guest is a wonderful man. It's great. Oh, makes me honestly like I, I would give anything to James Lipton if you wanted it really anything
1: yeah wow
2: yeah yeah um i don't even know what to say to that so me, I mean, me either i wish i didn't say it it's okay. it sounded weird going no, but, out of my mouth but i mean it
1: but it's important for people to find out you know like i said this is about all access so they're finding out your innermost yeah. thoughts
2: when he asked me one day what's your favorite word i will
1: say lipton wow just because i'm a big t guy you know what i mean oh right <laughs> he might take it the wrong way you know, he'll take it the wrong way for yeah. sure are you often the guest on the podcast, or are you used to just being
2: the host? I do both. You I do both. both? I've been on a fair amount of podcasts as a guest. Yeah. Um, a couple before I had my own, and more since. You know, it's a very reciprocal world. Yeah. And
1: uh, you, you've done every week for like a year and a half, right?
2: Yeah, well, yeah, a year and two months so yeah, far that's pretty good you're in three months that's yeah. a lot of podcasts it's a lot of podcasts and mine's especially hard because i cover all the news on the planet so <laughs> right. i can't just like chat i have to do quite a lot of research and i do them these days ever since i had been on not ever since like around that time i started doing a lot of solo ones so it's i do it by myself with no guests. wow most weeks i and can't I'll, imagine that yeah i don't have a guest on maybe like every three weeks or so
1: right
2: something like that when so you the guest need a, calls for. It. You need like a sidekick, someone just to talk to or play off of. Right? I don't. I mean, I intentionally went away from having guests because there was so much to cover right. that people per- started emailing me saying they preferred when I did solo episodes because wow. I get through a lot of stories and it's more like a news broadcast with with comedy throughout it. And. So I like to do it that way, and I play clips, so it breaks them monotony in But I do a lot of weird voices so right. that helps. Right.
1: So it sounds like you have guests. Sounds like I have guests, like Antonio Banderas. I know yeah. is a yeah. re- is a regular.
2: Absolutely. Or like when I had uh, <laughs> Jesse Jackson on, that was just me doing the voice. <laughs> right. People don't know that. You get I didn't share that until right now.
1: That's really no, cool. It really was Jesse Jackson. <laughs> I might
2: not I pissed him off a little bit.
1: Oh, you did. Yeah. I like when you have your parents on. Thanks. Like, I think they're my favorite. Like last week on Earth guests.
2: People love them. They yeah. they're pretty much people's. Favorite guests of mine Sophia Bush Brian Cranston And my parents Are the top three That's awesome It's pretty ridiculous
1: I'm gonna have to have My parents on here When
2: they come yeah. out to LA. Are your parents As witty and smart As my parents are They are They're okay. just in New Jersey okay. So I just well, have to Get them a, this, out here You could just Skype them in I've done a Skype guest once oh, Megan yeah. McCain was skyped
1: I have to figure out how to do that. I'm going to try some clips today when we talk about the Oscars. Oh, that's my first foray into clips. Oh, it's exciting! Like last week, going to go really badly. Um, no, I don't know. It'll we'll, be great. We'll make it work. It'll be great. Um, so, like I said, this is our Oscar wrap-up show, and I specifically wanted you here this week because award seasons come to an end, mm-hmm. which is kind of bittersweet in LA because it's fun. That award season's fun out here from oh, like yeah. the month, the entire months of January and February, are just self-congratulatory, give out awards for people, just you know to each other actors giving actors awards basically which
2: we need because it's the same yeah. time as pilot season where it's full of rejection right so we need, so we need that we need validation that. even though the people winning the awards aren't the same ones from for pilots <laughs> really Right. so actually it's worse it's like you go after pilots get rejected and then you watch people who are more famous than you getting accolades right so it's a real double edged kind of slap it. in the face But
1: you can still go to the parties and celebrate mm-hmm. your, that, that I the community as people mm-hmm. say that is true um, but yeah I think um, from January and February it was people's choice critics choice golden globes SAG, PGA, mm-hmm. DGA, WGA, all the guilds, and then it leads up to the Oscars. Independent and in between, Spirit. Independent Spirits, the night before the Oscars. Um, the Grammys are in there. The Super Bowls in there. It's a great two months, and then it just ends. Mm-hmm. I mean, LA is still fun, but you have to wait a year for that rush of award season. Yeah. But you had a very unique experience this Oscar season. That's Uh, true. It was awesome. I followed it, your adventures on Twitter and on Instagram, and I'm going to check them out all on the website. I know there's a lot of videos up there. But you were chosen to take part in ABC's official... Oscar road trip. Yeah. You traveled across country with an Oscar award.
2: That is true. Yeah, we were hired, myself and my co-host Angie Greenup were hired by the Academy. I got a call randomly one day from the Academy, which they find you guys? not I've, a typical day. You, no, not at all. Well, yeah, you probably thought you were nominated for something. Oh, well, I did not think that, because as good as I was in Ice Age, Continental Drift in my two scenes, I knew I wasn't necessarily going to be nominated for awards maybe. for it.
1: You, maybe there was like a best supporting actor or There should be like
2: a great small role category, like best <laughs> cameo. That'd be good because... It wasn't supporting. It was, like, just below support. Well, I think you know? Judy
1: Dench, like, won an actual Oscar for a cameo well, in true. Shakespeare in Love. So you can, you can win the Oscar for, for a small role. Right. But any role in an animated comedy, yeah. it's unlikely. Yeah, but you and Judy Dench, I mean, maybe it hasn't happened yet, but you guys will be mentioned in the same People sentence.
2: do uh, do often put us in the, in the same sentence. Right, A lot, a lot of times, sentence will go, like, <laughs> I aspire to be like Dame Judy Dench and hopefully not go the path of Ben Glebe. Uh, so it goes that way. Really? A lot of time, yeah, people can. Paris in that way and it's an honor to be in that sentence right weather. right it's a huge Just to honor be mentioned yeah right. damn Ben Glebe and Dame Judy Dench right That's the right. way they say it right uh yeah it was it was a crazy thing we did the whole it was the first time the academy ever ever let an Oscar statue go across the country to meet the fans and uh the whole journey was chronicled at oscarroadtrip.com you can see all of our videos there on the videos page we did a bunch of viral videos throughout the trip and summaries of other places we we, we visited at Oscar Road Trip on Twitter chronicled the whole journey as well as our own personal accounts. And the Academy's official Instagram account posted pictures of oh, right. it the I whole time. Your Instagram account Instagram really
1: covered it, too. At, like you at felt at
2: like you were on the road trip with you. Thanks. It, I, it was real fun. I,
1: it was great to see you guys. How, do you know how you guys got chosen? Or like, I don't you know, really. It? I just got a call from
2: the Academy. So and I went in. They were meeting with a few, the few people, a few comedians that they knew of. And uh, got chosen to do it and hit the road. Um, Josh Spector is the guy at the academy that brought me in. I'd known him from the past. We'd done videos together years earlier, so right. I think that's how he knew me. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, you never know what's going to lead to whatever else in this business. It's right. pretty crazy. That's why you should always be nice to people. Exactly right. <laughs> you don't know
1: what their next job is going to be. Starting
2: now, I'm going to stop being a dick to everybody right. I encounter. It's about
1: time. 2013. It's about time.
2: I got to throw out the hate. I got to listen to Mary J. Blige albums and no more drama. Right. You had you a know? lot of
1: time on the road to listen to yeah Mary J.
2: A lot of hateration. Even though really our theme really our theme. on the road, we drove in an RV across the entire nation. Our theme song was Alicia Keys' "This Girl Is on Fire." Wow! It played like a hundred thousand times on the radio <laughs> as we traveled. It became our de facto theme song. I mean, I
1: could see Angie responding to that song, but I'm surprised you—you oh, you really felt that song too. Yeah, the, the 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 girl in me was set ablaze every time that wow. song hit the airwaves. Do you know Angie Greenup? I've known her for—I've known her longer than I've known you. I've really? known Angie probably since like 2005, maybe. No kidding. We knew each other from the Hyde days. Remember Hyde on Sunset yeah, when that was yeah. like the hot spot? Angie, I think, is. One of the
2: most beautiful, talented, funny, charming women. You I've took the ever words out of
1: my with. mouth. I was going to say she's that rare combo of so pretty and so funny. She's like, so down to earth, so you chill. Have, when you have that, those two in Hollywood, it's it's a great combination. To yeah, be beautiful be, and funny. Being in an
2: RV for three weeks is not easy. It's <laughs> a lot easier when Angie's there with you. Right? Was it just the two of you and like a camera crew? It was. Well, the two of us our one cameraman slash social media guy.
1: Oh, he was the same guy.
2: Same Zimbabwe. guy. Our publicist and our 24-hour Oscar security. The Oscar had to be guarded at all times by a large, large former police, police officer.
1: Wow, so he wasn't protecting you guys. No. He was protecting the Oscar. Didn't
2: even look at us, couldn't <laughs> have cared less if we were murdered by savages. Wow. And then our driver. We had two different drivers. We well, started yeah, first it's... with one driver <clears throat> who was 78 years old and Uh-oh. had oh, bad okay. hearing and bad vision. And slow reaction times. Just none of the qualities you want in a driver. Not at all. And uh, so we re- we replaced him with a Hispanic driver whose name rhymed with the original driver and who was younger and more alert. What was the name that rhymed? Don Swallow to Gonzalo. Okay, It was a perfect rhyme.
1: Right, but did you pick him up somewhere on the road? How did that? How did you? Yeah, pa- yeah. How he was did you on the side of the road. He
2: was selling oranges to us, and we <laughs> said, "You look like you could drive the shit out of this RV." But where'd you put the original? Driver? No, we just sent him back home. The academy sent somebody new. He's a very, very nice man. But right. you know, I don't feel like I just want, wasn't safe. I just didn't want my life in his hands for I think six weeks. I none think they us, were none, none of us. did. But I
1: think they were more worried about the Oscar's safety. Very true. Than, Very true. Than yours. Although yeah. you know, the rest of us worry about worry about you guys. Thank you for saying of that. Course.
2: Yeah, the Oscar's fragile, man. I mean, it's not fragile; it's a strong piece of metal. Was you it know? somebody's Oscar? Did
1: it? Was it engraved? It at will card? be.
2: No, they don't get engraved until Oscar night after they announce the winner. Right, but I didn't know if they this have was to like, take it to the governor's. Ball. I didn't
1: know if this was like the Gone with the Wind best picture.
2: Oh Oscar. no, 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 no! It was a brand new Oscar that had been wow. made, and they're going to be giving it out in the future Academy Awards. Oh no, they, way. they all get given out in numerical order. And so when it, when this one's number comes up, it's going to be – and I realized, by the way, after being with this Oscar for three weeks, I mean it was a huge honor right. to be able to do this. You know, I feel personally like the Academy was trying for years to find a way to honor me, right. to find a way to recognize my acting work that had never been recognized by anybody, right. mostly because it's not that great. No, but or maybe it just didn't find the right audience. That's what I should have said. Yeah, didn't find the right audience. Yeah,
1: it means the same thing. Exactly, exactly, (laughs) right,
2: exactly. And uh, so this is the biggest honor they can give to somebody who's not really known for his acting accolades.
1: And um, did you get any alone time with the Oscar that day? Oh yeah, no, I did. Even with the security guard there. I actually did. Yeah, I got some time alone with the guy. Do you think you'll recognize your Oscar if he's handed out one day? Like you'll be at home watching? No, I know this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Hopefully he goes to like Best Actress, not to like Best like Sound Mixing. Hopefully
2: the best actor to me in a few years oh right that'd
1: be a really nice story if you guys were reunited in that way
2: it would be really cool and actually we visited in chicago the rs owens factory where they make the oscar i saw oscars being made really it's britannia metal and they dip it in copper they dip it in bronze they dip it in silver and they dip it in 24 karat gold
1: well that's the the rumor was always that it's lead dipped in gold britannia
2: metal dipped in 24 karat gold wow and um and it's it's very heavy and I kept a shard of, of a brand new made Oscar in my wallet. I kept it oh, and they cool. took us in the room where they make the nameplates and they made a nameplate asked them if they would do one for our road trip and they're like, yeah, I guess we could do that. It's like silly enough. Why not? <laughs> they made an actual nameplate for our road trip and then I snuck away from the, the private tour we had and got back into the <laughs> woman's office and I said to her, "Would you mind doing me a huge favor? Could you make me a best actor nameplate for the Oscar? And post date of 2016, and she did it for me. No I have way. It says Academy Award for Best Performance in a Leading Role to Ben Glebe 2016.
1: Did, you, did it say what movie, or we don't know yet? No, I did not want it titled on there because right, I'm not going to be able case. to get that prescient. You know, right. I have to let, leave some leeway there. Well, that's a great insight scoop so for people for their Oscar pools in 2016. Yeah. They already know that your name is going to be on an Oscar. That
2: is true. And de- yeah, they should start. Right now, you bet on that. The odds will right. be like $6 billion to one. Right. You, you, you retire off a $1 bet. Absolutely. Nobody will... Everyone will take that bet. I mean, the odds of me winning one is very small. Larger goal of me really is to host the Oscar. I mean, I'd love both, but I want to host the Oscars one day. So you do? I look at this is like a three-week audition for the Academy. Oh, that's smart. It's Wait, a big goal gonna, for me.
1: Well, if you do that, I, I want, would like to attend that year. I, I'll make that happen. I've always said I'm not going to attend until I have a movie or nominated or something, but if it's a host. friend of mine hosts, I'm going to make You'll an it. You'll come. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. And Daniel Day-Lewis,
2: who actually got... got I got yeah. to speak to for a minute at I the governor's Instagram ball. of the two of you. Oh, it was so cool. I went up and told him about our Oscar road trip, and you never <laughs> think he'd give a shit about it. He was like... That sounds so incredible. I would love to check out this website tonight. Where do I find them? (laughs) Like OscarRoadTrip.com. He's like, got it. I'll
1: check it out. It's hard to picture Daniel Day Lewis going on the website at all. Let alone looking at
2: like fun fan videos. Well,
1: you think of him as such a method actor that he's Mm -hmm. like Lincoln. He's like, there will be blood. Like he doesn't use technology. I can't imagine him texting. Like they were saying that he would. Sally Field said he would text her as Abraham Lincoln. And just is be, that right? He would yeah. text as Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, he would, would sign very things. incongruous. He would, it not? Well, exactly. <laughs> he would sign things like A or whatever. He but was texting yes. as
2: Abraham Lincoln? Yes.
1: But my point That's was. That's just very dumb to be I honest. Know. Well, he was in character. That they called him Mr. Character, President.
2: As Seth MacFarlane said, he sees a phone, he's like, what <laughs> the F is that? Right. He should not he thought be that using was funny. it. Yeah. Did he think it was funny? Yeah, I thought he laughed. fun? he refused, by the way, that night to get his Oscar engraved, I heard, at the governor's ball. He didn't want it engraved. It's his third one. And in his speech, he said that this one's for his mom. My theory is that he's going to give it to his mom. And so I know the lady now that can get a nameplate made for his mom. Maybe I can
1: tell him. Or you somehow get it from his mom, put your nameplate on it, and then everybody wins. Yeah, sort of, except me and, and his mom, and we know. It's well, not he'll ri- think really right he'll think it's safe somewhere in Ireland or something. Oh, that's true. You know, he won't know. That's a good point. And you already have the nameplate. I can get
2: it signed to Abe Lincoln. you probably going to try to get it put to Abe Lincoln. He's got <laughs> in the right. character Abraham still. Lincoln, right. Best actor, Abraham Lincoln. In Lincoln. Right. In Lincoln. Which would really then be a documentary. Yeah, we're getting, it became real meta for him. Very too. meta. Very yeah. exciting.
1: But wait, I want to, before we get to the Oscar Awards, which is how the whole road trip culminated at mm-hmm. the awards, I yeah. definitely want to talk to you about attending those. But before we do that, tell me about the road trip. Where did you start out? Which spots did you hit? What was the, what was the map? So it was, was pretty
2: amazing. We we uh, started in New York City on Good Morning America.
1: That was awesome. I saw that. It was that.
2: awesome slash a shit show on there. They were like <laughs> a little hectic that morning. They had a lot going on, and they didn't— <laughs> I think
1: they always have a lot going on at Good I Morning guess. America. I guess. It, it was, was
2: bananas. It, it always liter- looks like a party. Yeah, it was literally bananas. They were like, uh, we're going to come on. We're doing this game show to give tickets to the bleachers, to the fans. We're going to have our co-hosts join us. And then for some reason, Reba McIntyre was one of the contestants, <laughs> and they forgot to introduce her— so midway through this game show, and the audience just sees Reba McIntyre standing <laughs> next to me, and they don't know why she's there. She hasn't even been introduced. And they accidentally called Angie Green up Andy at one point, <laughs> and then one of the hosts said, so you're giving away uh, tickets to the Super Bowl? And no, we weren't. It had just happened the day before, oh, we were right. there for the Oscars. Right. But other than that, I kind of commandeered the show and gave away uh, tickets to all three contestants, the red carpet bleachers. And as Did they, were they about have to, them? Yeah, or no, you? we had them. Oh, okay. We had them. I knew that was like a back pocket thing I could do if it needed to happen, and um, they were about to end the segment without even any conclusion, so I commandeered it. But they did have
1: confetti guns ready, and they exploded. Wow. Thank goodness you were there. It was pretty exciting. But did the people who get to be in the bleachers, they also pay for travel for them? No, they don't pay.
2: For, they have to travel <laughs> themselves out there and put themselves up, but they get great bleacher tickets, three meals, and a nice gift bag. Oh, not bad. So it's and they, they it's get to in front of all their biggest stars. So it's right. pretty nice for them. If, right,
1: if you can't be in the Oscars, you may as well. Clo- be that's on the, the best bleachers. Thing. Yeah. So
2: we started in New York. So New York City. That's a great place to start. And did a to ton start. of media, like E and Extra and Access Hollywood, and then. So this was the Monday after the Super Bowl. So this is February. It was. That so was the first day after It was road trip. Okay. Yeah, and we were already in New York for a few days. JC Penney gave us a whole new wardrobe for the trip. So that was pretty cool. It was really cool. So
1: did you just? Clear your calendar for February, and you're yeah, like, I'm
2: out of here. I had to. I mean, I did a couple auditions from the road, which was hard because our hours were so bananas. We rarely slept more than like five hours on wow. the whole trip. Many events throughout the day. Had and you ever slept in an RV before? We didn't sleep in the RV. Oh, Thank wow. God we slept in a hotel. Oh, I picture every you guys night. really roughing it. No, no, no. Nice hotel every night. Stayed in a ton of Sheratons. That was cool.
1: I used to think I wanted an RV because when this is like in kindergarten, but when I would watch Price is Right, mm-hmm. I always thought how cool that you can lay in bed and watch TV while the, you're on the road.
2: You're going to want, like, more of a tour bus or, like, a really fancy RV. <laughs> well, now the, one, now. the one we had was, like, slightly bumpy of a ride in the <laughs> right. back bedroom. You couldn't really lie down. It was, like, an earthquake simulator. So that's what it's really like. Because yeah. prices Right used to make it look very luxurious. No, it's nice in the front. It's cool. you got couches <laughs> and a table and right. outlets so you can live a little bit.
1: Right. But, like— Oh, uh, so you stay in hotels every night.
2: Yeah, that's good. Yeah. But, like, okay. I've been on a tour bus. Like I went on, uh, you know— And a six-week arena tour with Dane Cook. Oh, right. And that was on, like, legit tour buses, and we slept on that, and that was, like, magical. That's the way you want to do it. Right. When we were – so having that experience, then going to the RV was a bit of a – Right, downgrade. Downgrade slightly, but it was fun. It was a lot of fun.
1: Who was the better travel companion, Dane Cook or Angie Greenup? Jesus. I mean –
2: I guess female energy. It's nice to have around. Yeah, it's nice. I would probably say that, but (laughs) but Dane's a blast. And then the trip itself was just ridiculous fun. So uh, I'd say equal. Right. I Different. can't choose. It's two separate loves. I know, know.
1: That's right. I actually met you with Dane Cook, through Dane Cook. Where? Right? At Sarah's uh, Game Night. Oh, remember? that's where we met, right. It yeah. was like apples Pantera, to apples Sarah. and running charades. And and it's that's exactly where the we, right. wheels went into motion of having Ben Savage on your podcast. That is
2: right. That was so much fun. It yeah. was like two years ago. Pantera hooked that up. Yeah, she did. That's how we met. And yeah. uh, and so we started there in New York, then went to New Jersey Philadelphia. I pretended to be Rocky on the Rocky Steps. Wait, where'd you go in New Jersey? We went to a Devils
1: game. Oh, you did? Oh, yep. right. Cool. And you got to from ride Jersey. the Zamboni.
2: Oh, really? Yeah. He's Brunswick. That's pretty sweet. Wait, so she drove the Zamboni and drove the Zamboni with the Oscar? Right. Now
1: that you're saying it, I'm remembering all the Instagrams because yeah. both of you were Instagramming really cool yes, stuff. Yes.
2: She was on the Zamboni and I was doing uh, an interview during between two of the periods with their legendary color commentator lady for right. the Devils. This is so
1: awesome, though. You guys are just getting VIP access to everything. Oh, and you It's like Flat Stanley. You know what Flat yeah, Stanley exactly, is? Yeah, exactly. Except it's the Oscar award. Yeah,
2: because we talked to um, one of the legendary Devils stars, and he was telling us a lot about the comparison to that. Yeah, And then, except it's an Oscar award. Exactly. So then you
1: went to Philly, and you ran up the steps, because obviously Rocky won Best Picture Exactly. Like the Oscars. Right? So we were
2: there with the Oscar, and I came out. Angie introduced me from the RV as Sylvester Stallone, <laughs> and literally I came up to people, "What's going on? I'm <laughs> oh, Sylvester yeah. Stallone! I'll tell you the to I be here. That's great." And I just didn't break that character for the whole time there. Uh, did you was,
1: dress in sweats? I did. Oh, I dressed
2: very similar to Rocky. Wow! And oh, you yes. ran up the steps holding the, this Oscar. Was the Oscar. Ran up with yeah, the Oscar. I made them run up with me to compete for the red carpet tickets. It wow! Pretty. Bananas. Oh, so you were giving out red carpet tickets in each city until Chicago. When the was the cutoff for security clearance for the red carpet? Oh,
1: that's really cool.
2: So that was really fun. And then, um, then we went to uh, Baltimore, Maryland. We got access to like we got to stand in the display cases at like the dinosaur museums like we get to touch the dinosaur bones no one gets to touch we uh, then went to the troops at Fort Meade wow. and got to bring an Oscar to them which was pretty cool were
1: people really excited to see the Oscar?
2: everywhere people were just really? bananas excited about it yeah, yeah
1: I guess it's just a rare opportunity we well, really to think hold about an it. Oscar yeah right.
2: it's pretty crazy and it, every, every single person holds it it's so heavy you can't not say it because it really is heavy <laughs> and you get you you resent people for saying it you get annoyed at them for saying it but then the first time I held it I was like it actually is so heavy you can't, <laughs> you can't not say it <laughs> right but don't want to hear it anymore. Right, you like, come before. up with something new. Right. right, plus the fact that we were not allowed to put any kind of liquids or cleaners on the Oscar because it could tarnish it, so it was touched by thousands oh, of people gosh. and all those germs. We all at some point got sick on the trip for a couple of days, like mildly sick, thank God, but... You know, it's hard to avoid it, right? Despite the amount of Purell we had, it was hard to avoid. You can't put the Purell on the Oscar. No, you cannot. You cannot. As much as I wanted to, I wanted to lube that guy up a little bit. You know what I mean? (laughs) Right. It could have been a dream, but um, (laughs) so we did that. Then we went to uh, went to Pittsburgh. We we go to famous restaurants in each town. Then we went Amazing. to Indianapolis, where and went to the town of Val- I did sta- a stand up show in, in M- Morty's Comedy Club with the Oscar. Then went line dancing with the Oscar and to a nightclub. Then, so cool. Um, then we went, and there's pictures and video pictures of all of, of this. all of that. A lot of it on my Instagram and on the Academy Instagram account and Andrew Greenup. And then um so cool. We went to um, some. House, this woman's house, one of my Twitter followers, in in uh, Springfield, Ohio, said, "Stop by my house." We altered our route to go to her house. Surprised her with the Oscar, and she had three kids there who happened to be watching Ice Age,
1: No Continental way.
2: Drift that I'm in. And the kids flipped out when they heard that. So they were more excited to see you than the Oscar. That's exactly which is great. I mean, they actually kind of were which was like nothing I ever expected. You know, I don't know. I didn't know that anybody even like really registered my role in that movie. And the kids were like, had my lines memorized. Right, they, were they were they like, Ma, Grandma's talking about her dead pet again. And so I made them fast forward to my part and I would do my lines after their lines. And the kids were like, this is the greatest day of my life. And I'm like, this is the greatest day of my life. That is really cool. I didn't cool. know that. You know, I mean, of course you realize I used to say just like when the biggest film franchises ever right it just became that movie the number one animated film of all time internationally really oh i saw I age continental drift
1: i know i in my preparation i saw that it made like 879 million Yeah, worldwide. i think it's now crossed probably even million. more yeah. that's insane it's bananas and 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 so uh
2: i you realize i guess that there's a ton of kids out there that well, love the movie it's interesting I, I, right a lot of them
1: exactly like it's interesting to think that You know, your work is out there, and at any given time, someone could be watching it. They could be watching a show on DVR or a movie on DVD, whatever it is, something that you put out there at any given time, someone could be watching. And so, for you to walk into somebody's Mm -hmm. house, and they're watching it. Must it must have been magical. crazy surreal. It was really cool. And, like, obviously, like, I
2: knew that they, it's a huge franchise internationally. Someone actually came out in the theaters. It's amazing the power of Twitter, too. I just asked on Twitter, my followers in there, I'm like, if anybody is in a foreign country, could you please take a photo of an Ice Age poster with some foreign landmark in the background? And one of my followers in France found a took a picture for me of the Ice Age poster on a wall with the Arc de Triomphe in the background. Amazing. It's the coolest picture. And like, I... I would have had to travel to France to see exactly. that Exactly. It saves you a lot of time.
1: It saves you a lot of time. You don't get the miles. That's no. the only bummer. But, you, but, I mean, you know. Whatever. You yeah. Know, you, you make trade-offs. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, you did a road trip across the country. Exactly. You got to pick and choose. Yeah, you got to pick and choose.
2: We went to Valpreza, where the oil of Redenbacher factory is. The mayor met us. They had their own signs made. This is, like, it was,
1: the coolest trip ever. You got to do magic. stuff with the Oscar. Oh, But it anything. would have been a cool trip even without the
2: Oscar. Oh, yeah. I was putting. Uh, Oh, it would have been, of course, we would have been received much less warmly by exactly. people. I mean, we felt like him. superstar celebrity right. would come out. there, like, yeah, and applauding Angie and I you are know, like, we are celebrities. <laughs> right. And they're all like just looking right at the Oscar. It's like pretty funny. But we're but like, put really it right in front of our faces so we could get some
1: adoration yeah. looking our way. It was nice. Right. But <laughs> but it seems like you got to really get a taste of Americana. It like, was it's unbelievable. It's the like perfect American road trip.
2: It really exactly was that. And we saw all these amazing spots like the St. Louis Kids Museum. They have like these like, it's like an adult museum really with a huge, slides i would go on with oscar i got injured a lot hit my head on a bunch of stuff uh so he, how many places did you go
1: a day because you this we was went 20
2: days one to two cities a day it was 21 day trip we hit up like 23 cities oh my gosh and um we went to chicago angie and i decided, i thought it would be funny angie was was game to do the whole stop at the chicago art steps as a musical wow and we didn't even know they were doing a tribute to musicals of the awards this year. Perfect. So we literally walked down the steps. I had this umbrella I was carrying everywhere, we <laughs> sang. We're like, Oscar's here, and we're walking. It was, like, so dumb. And we did the whole thing. And you can see a little clip of it in the Midwest wrap-up video. And... Um, we made everybody sing when they held the Oscar and dance to win the bleacher tickets. It was Amazing. like really silly. Well, we had,
1: I like that they give it the bleacher tickets because that gave it a purpose. That yeah. it gave it excitement. It did, did the people? Did you see anybody? When you, oh
2: yeah, that night, like that yeah. night of the Oscar. It was an insane honor because they had Angie and I sort of co-host a little bit of the red carpet before the arrivals even began. They had us come out in like different outfits and just welcome, stay on the stage on the microphone. Talk about our journey from it. And then we walked into the bleachers and let people in the bleachers hold the Oscar. Ran into like ten people we'd given tickets to. Right. So that came full circles. That's really, really nice. It was really cool. And um, it's like a dream come true for everybody. It was you guys really were just cool. Dream makers. We really were dream makers. And yeah. wasn't there a,
1: a charity component? Make a Wish
2: Foundation. There was. There was this sweet young girl, 16-year-old girl suffering from cancer, Sofia Alves, and um, in Portugal, whose dream was to go to the Oscar red carpet. Uh, We made a video for her from the road, and then we met up with her on the red carpet. And walked the carpet with her for a while. She held the Oscar. Wolfgang Puck came up to her and handed her a chocolate, one of his little Oscar chocolates. Right, and, right, right. And uh, she had a blast. That was a really cool experience. So uh, how
1: did, where did you go between – did you
2: continue from Chicago yeah. to L.A. just driving, right? No, no. Yeah, there were a bunch more spots. We then went from Chicago. And leaving out a couple spots, we went from Chicago then to uh, – to drove all the way down to – Houston. Oh, okay. And then went to the NBA All Star game practice. Oh, right. Oh, I saw that. Got the Oscar in the hands of Kobe and Blake <laughs> <Yeah>. Griffin and <laughs> so cool. And LeBron was talking about the Oscar with us, and Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosch and Dwight Howard. So I, awesome. I walked on the court during the practice. <laughs> I got to try to dunk the Oscar on my video account. <laughs> right. You know, videos, right? Yeah, of course. It's like, it just actually started today. It's now 30 second videos. Oh,
1: I heard about which that. Which is
2: pretty sweet. Yeah. You can edit it in a kind of Vine style. But so on my video account, I do all these Oscar videos. I do little short films. <laughs> Co starring Oscar. I tried right. to dunk the Oscar. Um, it was really cool. Maybe you
1: can win an Oscar for best live action short about featuring an Oscar. Oscar. Yeah. That would be pretty awesome. I mean, talk about pandering to the oh, Academy. No doubt, right? Yeah. yeah.
2: And then you can win. I would love that. I would love that. <laughs> I, I think short film would be the easiest way to win an Oscar. You have to just start making some great short films. Yeah. Get it's the, the quickest progress. way. It's the quickest, for sure. It's yeah. The shortest way.
1: Shortest way. Yeah. For sure.
2: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, so that was pretty amazing. And then we went to Dallas. Did an event there. They gave us cowboy hats, and we got to experience that. We then went down to Amarillo, Texas. This would have been a great movie. This is like a road it trip. It was movie. amazing. The whole thing was documented pretty much, you right? Know? And then we we stayed in this like in old the movie, western
1: town hotel. Yeah, I was gonna say in the movie, you two of course would have to fall in love. Sure, but I'm down with that. But she's engaged. I, I know
2: she is engaged. Yeah. She's a very nice man. Yeah, but um, for the storyline, we yeah could do oh, it. for the movie, it Hollywood could be Hollywood version. and fake. Yeah, we maybe. actually did that when we visited the factory in Chicago where they make the Oscar, we created a – they didn't even edit and release it yet. It's unfortunate. Maybe they still will. But we did a mockumentary where Angie and I are Oscar's adoptive parents Took him from (laughs) Illinois to Hollywood, and he's 85 years old now. He thought he was finally old enough to go back and meet his birthplace, Uh. and we brought him back to the factory, and then he ends up wanting to stay. We drive the RV off, and – Oscar's watching us drive away, and then all of a sudden he's in front of the RV two blocks later, and we're reunited with our son. And it's, we're yeah, it was really funny. It's important
1: to have a backstory. They so said they didn't can... want to
2: release it because they <laughs> they thought it was off
1: message that the Oscar
2: that the Oscar factory was a terrifying place.
1: Right, or also it might conf- could confuse people that he's been away for so long. They're like, but he's here every year. I guess, but we were like, you can't mess with their brand. We're
2: we're saying it's terrifying because <laughs> he's
1: being dipped in
2: molten <laughs> right. metals. Right. I think people get the joke, but whatever. You right. Know. But, the Academy was so gracious letting us do weird stuff <laughs> Yeah, that if we lost that one, it's all good. What a great idea, by that, way. They had never done this before. Never done trip. it before. Hopefully, they'll do it again in other places. I'm, I'm hoping would you guys do it again? I would. I mean, really it really depends where my career is in the year. Right. But if – I'm available. I would definitely do it. It was very interesting.
1: And, and like go for 21 days to all different places. Different
2: places, and I'm I'm hoping next year or at least maybe year three would be foreign countries because it's such an international show. That's true. That would be pretty sweet. It
1: would be enormous over there. because yeah.
2: I'm sure an Oscars never visited those places. Right.
1: And so um, it, it all culminated at the Oscar Awards. Yeah. Like you said. Yes. Had, you,
2: had you ever been before? I'd never been to the Oscar before. Always been a dream. We, right. we, we then went from there just to finish the trip. We oh yeah. left, that. we then went to Albuquerque, New Mexico, played kickball with Oscar. Every city we did ABC TV interviews. We were on like Hundred fifty stations, and then we went to Phoenix. I did the, the academy called a show I did stand up live. Ben Glebe's Oscar special, which I was blown away. They even like, like labeled like that. Barbara Walters. It really wow. was. Yeah. I got very emotional. I made people cry. Right. Yeah, with my crazy. bad jokes, that <laughs> no, was great. And then um, we went to L.A. and then got to go to the Oscars. It was amazing. So the whole cool. package on the pre-show and walking the red carpet I and the talks. And I was I was very impressed. We just got to bring a date. It was magic. What did, going, going did you bring? I brought my ex-girlfriend, Courtney Hansen. That's a great way to get a girl back. It's a good safe. No, no it's a good, I wasn't trying to do that. It was a good, safe date.
1: Right. We know each other. We're comfortable well, with each other. Well, if you end on good terms, sometimes people would not want to bring their ex-girlfriend. We ended on pretty him. good terms. Okay. Still good friends. And Angie brought her fiancé. Angie brought her fiancé. Which, by the way, so he writes a blog okay. called 11 Points. Is that right? And somebody sent it to me. Um, a friend from high school sent it to me on Facebook. They were like, hey, I was reading this blog about a guy's first experience at the Oscars. I think you would enjoy it. So I click the link and I read it. I'm like, this is Angie's fiance. Oh, really? And it's called 11 Points. So he tells like 11, his 11 favorite things about Just the Just about this Sunday. Just about Sunday. Like that's 11 awesome. things like security is as tight as you think or um, no photos allowed. You know, his 11 mm. points about the Oscars. Well, that's yeah. Cool. And so then I found on Twitter he has at 11 points, 1 1 points. Oh, cool. And um, so I guess he does that about a lot of experience in his life, like a top 11 list. That's awesome. Yeah, it was that's really cool. cool. But I was like, look at what are the chances that I get sent that and it's that's about the random. same story. Yeah. Oh, shit. That's but he, awesome. he said something funny about how since he couldn't take pictures on the red carpet, he would just photo bomb celebrities so then, and look for those pictures later. Yeah. So, like, he knew he was behind Zoe Saldana, so he just found the pictures That's later great. of him and Angie behind Zoe Saldana. Angie um, and
2: I did something, too. We went up to the, the, the people who we gave bleacher tickets to. They were so excited to see us. When we walked, we saw them earlier. We were like, we're not going to take pictures. When we come back through, please take pictures for us. Right. So we posed for them on the red carpet, and then they emailed us a picture. Amazing. That's perfect. Pretty great. That's the way to do it. But some reason, like, we actually showed, Angie and I showed up in some of the, like, big picture compilations yeah, carpets like CNN.com. They had like 70 pictures. It was guys, like all
1: celebs and us. You guys are celebs. Thank you. And you guys are in house, ABC. True. They're, of course they're going to take care of you truth, guys. Truth. Truth. And so you get ready for the Oscars. Were you just like, this is surreal? I'm it going to the so Oscars. so surreal
2: doing a walkthrough on the
1: red carpet the night before. And like, we had our own photographer following us around. Did you see other people there doing the dress rehearsal? Because that's a big thing. I saw they, that they run through the whole thing? The show. day
2: before. I saw that day before. I saw stars without any makeup. It was kind of frightening. Right. And, um, and then, yeah, and the day of, and then ch- ch- hanging out with some huge stars right before the show like began. Who? What can you tell us? I hung, I got to reconnect with Brian Cranston, mm. who was a guest on my podcast in the past. Right, and he was there with his wife. For and Argo, he got to hang for a while. He was there for Argo yeah. and ended up winning the big prize the the night.
1: Yes, he did.
2: And uh, Jane Fonda, I got to talk to for a minute. That's so cool because I, I, believe it or not, I had met her before, and so we got to reconnect. Nice. We kindle our love. You understand how? I'm that friends
1: is. with her, uh, with her son Troy. Oh, really? But I don't think I've ever met her. Troy Fonda. No, Troy Garritys. Troy last Garrity. Name. Yeah, makes a lot of sense.
2: Yeah. And um, yeah, she was sweet. And then at the post party, I got to hang with for a few minutes with Michael Douglas. I played golf with years earlier, so I actually got to like reconnect with. Yeah, him. it was
1: a great way to just reconnect. You know, you can't yeah. reconnect with Jane Fonda and Michael Douglas. You never on see a daily those people basis, normally, right? no. and they
2: presented together, the two of them. Yes, they did. Director to that great cocaine trees joke from South <laughs> yeah, That wasn't bad. And uh, I, I <laughs> uh, felt like I dissed Catherine Zeta Jones a little bit at that moment too, really? because oh, you wanted to. Talk I played golf him. with both of them years earlier at Michael Douglas and friend celebrity golf tournament mm-hmm. for NBC. Because I was promoting the Real Wedding Crashers, and at the right. time NBC was pushing it really hard, and I got a call two days before. And They're like, "Mark Wahlberg dropped out. Do you want to fill in?" I'm like, oh, "Yes, I do." I didn't yeah. even play golf. That I'm happens like, a oh, lot, fake When they can't get Mark Wahlberg, they always call you. I'm always like, uh, people call me. I'm like, the, I'm like the the next Mark Wahlberg. Right. They say that's why I'm releasing my own hip hop album with underwear showing. It, right, just to start the same trajectory. Oh, so
1: you're at that stage, uh, early Wahlberg. Uh, okay. So yeah, Boogie yeah. Nights is still years, no, years away. No, it's
2: years away. I'm just Funky Bunch still right now. Okay, that's respectable. Yeah, yeah, Funky Bunch is a good time. Yeah. Come on, come on. <laughs> feel it, feel it. It's good. Thank you. I mean, you can feel it, right? I felt that. Yeah. Good. Thank you. <laughs> so, um so I was—I didn't want Michael Douglas to think I was hitting on Catherine Zeta-Jones. That was the only reason I wanted to talk to him. So uh, I didn't even like make eye contact with her. She like smiled at me, and I like—I was like—I didn't even look at her. And I introduced Michael Douglas. All my friends didn't think to introduce uh, to her to Michael to Catherine uh, Zeta-Jones. She walked off. I think a little bit annoyed at uh-huh, some point. Right. Yeah. And he like walked after her. She's like, he's like, Catherine, Catherine.
1: And she oh, turned no. around. I might have created a fight. For I was going to say. Man. I hope I don't hear anything in the news in the next but few weeks. They're really the nicest people in the I'm world. Sure. They're so nice. Don't you find that sometimes the more successful people are, the nicer they
2: are? Yeah. You don't have
1: much to be angry about. No,
2: you're so happy and and I feel like you, you, you just realize life's a dream and it's such a weird trip. And
1: <laughs> those people are living the dream. They I mean. feel so
2: lucky to got get there, I think, that they realize it all could be taken away. You yeah. know I mean? Even Michael Douglas with this cancer scare. It's like right. those things humble you. I asked him how he's feeling, he said he's feeling great. Good. Um and I embarrassed myself horribly to Steven Spielberg as I was walking in because it's open bar during the Oscars. I was just gonna ask you if you were had a little liquid courage. I did indeed. Okay. I believe at one point I even tweeted my, my whole tweet was hashtag. Dream drunk at the oscars okay so i was a little drunk for sure and i walked up i was entering the governor's ball at the exact same moment as steven spielberg oh my god and so i literally like a total asshole i i, I uh, said to steven spielberg sorry i haven't been able to do your films bro i've been very busy <laughs> and <laughs> he, did? he did not laugh he really? sort of smiled and walked away quickly y- you know he had just lost an award right. and whatever but he must have gotten the joke right I don't even know. Maybe he thought you were maybe serious. Maybe he thought it was somebody who, like, he didn't reach be- <laughs> just because... Why would you not laugh at that and be a little more gracious? So I just feel like maybe... But maybe we- he
1: wasn't expecting comedy right. at the governor's ball. Walking in. Right. right. It like he, even, yeah. he figured you were someone in the business who he wanted yeah. for his film. Exactly. I mean, it's so funny. If you I love that. this. Yeah. I love that these people, you left them with something to think about after the fact. <laughs> Catherine Zeta-Jones is probably still thinking about you. Uh, probably. Steven Spielberg. Probably. Yeah, Spielberg it probably happens.
2: like, did Gargamel from the Smurfs just <laughs> ask me if, why you can't do my film? <laughs>
1: (laughs) But Daniel Day-Lewis, how did that encounter go Uh, down?
2: I just am a huge fan of his, and he was hanging out and, like, just talking to people. I went up to him, and I said, congratulations, and... He said thanks and I said you know it's, he was holding his Oscar and I'm like we just actually spent three weeks with this guy and he's like what do you mean and I explained it he was like
1: that sounds fascinating I ought to check this out and I love that
2: asked him if I could See, take a picture much, with him.
1: oh and you took it I, I took saw it, that yeah. picture I was very impressed by that, that Instagram photo for sure that probably got a lot of likes I mm-hmm. would guess especially on Oscar night it did. Um, but Daniel Day-Lewis as method actor and as serious as his roles are I really feel like he seems fun and approachable yeah he was so down to earth more than I thought because you think it'd be weird but he was normal and nice no, and he was funny in his acceptance speech really I actually funny. think he He's got great comic timing But no one ever Puts him in comedy be, I bet you He wouldn't want you think he'd want To do a comedy
2: It would be not? great. He should. At this
1: point He's won three Why not mix it up Now he can just Have some fun yeah. Totally And when Meryl Streep Nicholson it, won
2: uh, three And he just did A million comedies Right Yeah De Niro's Mostly done Mostly bad ones De Niro's done comedies Meet Totally the yeah. It's in there Where he fake cries In all these movies
1: Where Wow kind or of phones really, it in when
2: it, when he's not in a drama. I think he phones in some of his more dramatic moments. Because he's Robert De Niro, I think. It's yeah, like an like analyzer, he goes like, <laughs> it's like, well, clearly not anywhere near crying right now. Right, but the fans
1: like when he makes that face, that like, Robert yeah, De Niro exactly. face. If you can see this right now. Yeah. So wait, so let's talk about the awards. So you sat in the awards. Yes, I did in the you and Andrew did you sit together we did we did and so what was that like so now you're sitting in the room watching the awards did you feel that Seth MacFarlane and the audience it was uh, more well received in person than on television Mm, about the same about the same (laughs) okay
2: I felt like it was really enjoyable I thought Seth did a good job I thought he was funny yeah um I feel like it was, you know, it was like a seven and a half or an eight, maybe, something like that. Okay. You know, I feel like that's the way it was sort of received in the room. Right. Uh, was how it probably, I didn't see it on TV, so I don't know even really how it was received. Did you DVR you got I it? I totally forgot to DVR. But oh, you did. did? I really wish I did, because I can't even see the damn Oscars. Yeah, but.
1: well, I feel like at the time while the Oscars are happening, like when you're not there in person, a lot of it, you know, Twitter basically explodes when mm-hmm. the Oscars are on. Everyone's tweeting, live tweeting mm-hmm. the Oscars. So I found that I watched it w- once through while tweeting, and then I actually watched it again after like quietly and and really watched it i didn't miss anything how was it second and the second time um it seemed much smoother because you know obviously your expectations are a little lower because you've seen it already and you're not as you know intently wondering who's going to win and focusing on your oscar pools and stuff like that right but um i i started to see maybe what some of the complaints were about and i think what happened was so he starts out you know he he was trying to I guess, hedge his bets by doing the skit about the how he's the worst host ever. Right. So that way, if he says it, you can't say it about him. Right. Right? But when he cut to the song, We Saw Your Booze, right. which is very family guy. I mean, this is what I've been saying all week mm-hmm. is that I'm a family guy fan. So I expect that from him. But most of the country, right. middle America, I don't think... Is expecting his satire. You know, they don't. If you don't know his brand of humor, Ted, right, Family Guy, right. y- you could be off-putting. You know, it could be yeah, seen as crude.
2: I was really torn by that right. song, and I think the only thing that saved it was having those actresses cameo in. But
1: it. but actually, I think that hurt it because what I was seeing on Twitter was people were like, "Oh my god, did you see Charlize Theron's reaction? She's so pissed."
2: People are so dumb. How I do they know. not know she re- pre-recorded that well, and acted it? Well, I think it's because so we're. But I
1: think we're a little savvier when it comes oh. to filming and editing. Imagine but, what, like
2: some of those reactions were obviously staged. That's like Jennifer what I Lawrence thought. nodding a bunch. And right,
1: but I so they showed Naomi Watts pissed off, they showed Charlize Theron pissed off and then, you know, Jennifer Lawrence cheering cuz mm. he said we haven't seen right. the boobs. So I mean, a savvy viewer would know that they're not wearing the same thing they're wearing at the real Oscars. Their hair is not the same. But you'd have to really be paying attention. Right. And And in the room,
2: I guess we could tell just because it was clearly a pre-tape package. Right.
1: It was on there. Right. And so I started seeing these tweets like, can you believe how how annoyed these actresses are? And so I was thinking, oh, no. he um, People think that these actresses are really mad at him. And that set it on a certain course of people being upset. Right. And so – I don't know if he had to do, like, a picture-in-picture picture or what he could have done to show that it's him watching right, something right. pre-taped. But I was thinking about it. Like if but didn't he say? Didn't Shatner go, yeah, but, we're going
2: to a pre-tape? Right. What but happened? If,
1: I was thinking if you're at an Oscar party or you go into the kitchen for a second oh, yeah, and you miss yeah, it and you yeah. look up. So I think that set it off on a strange course. Right. But I also um, just
2: think it was a – like. I was really torn about that song, because to me, I thought it was funny, and the big list of Kate Winslet's right. movies made me laugh, right. but it was also, I felt like it was a little bit beneath the Oscars. I well, feel like the Oscars is the one show that's supposed to be really classy. Right. It's
1: not the MTV Movie Award. Exactly.
2: About. And I felt like most actresses should have been offended by it. I was almost, I mean, I'm all for like crazy jokes,
1: but I feel like the Oscars should sort of have that but also some of the the films he was mentioning, when you say Jodie Foster and the Accused and right, Meryl Streep right. and Silkwood and right. Halle Berry and Monsters Ball, yeah. they weren't the kind of they weren't Porky's gratuitous right. movies. Right. So saying we exactly. saw your boobs when it right. was a serious scene. Right. In a rape scene in the exactly. accused,
2: I think. But also, I mean, but then the question becomes, you know, a friend of mine, uh, William Leary on, on Facebook yesterday at, posted a good question about that. He's like, where does the line about art? Should the Oscars be about just celebrating or should it be about art creating art itself? And right. it's like if a song's about boobs, is he actually making fun of seeing their boobs or is the point of it that sometimes these films do do, do gratuitous right. nudity and him satirizing that actually is not as bad as the films that do it to make money? But you're right. He also listed a
1: lot of films that weren't doing
2: it gratuitously. Yeah. No, they
1: none, mostly none of those do it gratuitously. But also – Halle Berry said Monster's Ball or, yeah, or did he say that one swordfish? He should she, have said swordfish. Swordfish, yeah. Right. And, but he said Monster's Ball. Right. So it changes the tone a little yeah, bit. Yeah, totally. But I guess what he was trying to do was this is how ridiculous it could have been and this is why I would be called the worst host ever. But, but that's it was a little a too – That's like a
2: That's like a cheat. But I
1: think it was a little too above – Right. And went over everybody. Well, it's
2: just a little bit of a cheat too. It it's like saying, could you imagine if I said these next six Hitler jokes <laughs> and then, do, do, and then I, do them? It's like you're right. still getting the laugh on the joke. Right. So it's not you're just you're, you're like copying. Yeah, you.
1: you're not even owning your own bit. Right. Well, he. I mean, the next day the reviews were saying like he was a misogynist, and which is crazy because on my last podcast I had DJ Bell who made that video, the Women of LA. Yeah. And he was being called a misogynist for a week, and then he passed the baton to Seth MacFarlane. Now all the heat's off DJ. Now Seth right. a misogynist. Right. So it's it's like there's this very sensitive. Thing happening in pop culture right now with women, it's like got to be very careful how you joke about things. That's true. Um, and that's so true. I, I think the we saw your Boob song might have set it off on the wrong course, and mm-hmm. it was hard for him to recover from that. Yeah. Um, and so in person, I mean, he did a fine job otherwise. I, he was I good. think. He was, yeah. Cool that he could sing and dance and do all that. Well, yeah, that's the thing. He's such a showman that he should have just done stuff like that maybe. Right. And you know, but also the show is produced by. Um, Craig, Zayden, and Neil Marin, right? Marin. And they produced Chicago and Dreamgirls and musicals. Mm-hmm. And so they kind of made it the show that they would want. Right. And they reminded us several times that they produced Chicago and had well, a Chicago well, reunion. Well, this is the first time they ever had a themed Oscars. The theme was musicals. Right. What did you think of that? I don't know. I thought it was cool. I mean, it should be a celebration of movies, though, more, I think. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. It's only once a year.
2: I don't think it needs to like focus on one particular genre but right. whatever. Yeah, it's kinda weird to have like then come out there and do the number from Chicago. It's like, wasn't that the Oscars five ten, years ago? Ten years, ten years ago. ago? Yeah. It's like I don't really get, right. it, get it exactly. So I
1: think it was those kind of things that were turning people off. For me though, I I enjoy watching that. You How know, are the ratings
2: show? comparatively?
1: They went up a little bit. I mean, with forty something million, yeah, and it was higher in the eighteen, which is what they wanted, eighteen to forty nine right. or whatever, that's which what is you what, what you want. You get Seth exactly. Sure. Right. And so, um, but Seth came out on Twitter and said he doesn't think he would ever host I again. He that. said it was he fun, but one time. But supposedly, maybe it's because he's too busy and you not know, because he didn't want to. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. It's five months of your life. You don't really get paid. Five months? Yeah. What do you mean
2: you don't really get paid? I don't know. They
1: said you don't really make a lot of money. I'm the sure producers he gets paid and the pretty host. Good. I'm sure know. the
2: host gets paid pretty good. That's what I heard. Because we were like... paid pretty good just to even do the road trip. So I'm right. sure the host was getting paid somewhat handsomely. More. Day. Right.
1: But I don't know. I heard you don't do it for the money and it's five right. months of your life and you have to put a lot of other well, stuff Well, you shouldn't on do home. anything for the money, technically. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um so now are you an Oscar pool guy did you enter any Oscar pool Normally I do when I'm at an Oscar party but I didn't even have the minute to so you didn't think this about year. it No I didn't So now but um, I read a lot of your choices yours are pretty spot on Well I I have to, I was very proud Yeah well I back in college I went to Syracuse I used to write the article for the Daily Orange or the DO which was our school newspaper yeah. I used to do the article that would analyze the nominations and who got snubbed and predictions and stuff like that and so in your back pocket well i don't know you just get it's kind of like this tool that you just you know you hone it as Mm -hmm. you get older and you just watch patterns and you sort of get the vibe of what's happening but argo won best picture and i predicted that four months ago on lance bass's radio show and so i was going to play a clip of that for you to hear and then we can discuss let's see if this works
2: Ben Affleck yeah. has a serious directing career going on with uh, great yeah. films like The Town and now Argo, and you just saw Argo. Yeah, This is the I one I really Argo. want to
1: see. How was it? You have to see it. Okay, talk about recommending a movie. It's the best movie of the year, Argo. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, right on. It's good, actually, I wanted to I hear mean, that. Not, not, not to go overboard, but it's actually like, one of the best movies I've ever seen, I think, honestly. Wow, that's it's a lot really, coming from you. I know, it's really good, and it starts... What do you think? You okay, don't agree?
2: I couldn't agree less Really? With that. And I was disappointed Argo won. Really? I saw Affleck. I, like I congratulated him with some a gracious person. Okay? Really? But I did I not... I really liked it. I, didn't, I, I enjoyed it very much watching the movie. But I thought it was the least artistic of all the movies. I thought it had no memorable lines. I thought the Argo fuck yourself joke was like way overdone. I not even get mm. it. It's not even like well written. What's, what's Argo fuck yourself?
1: Did you see it later on... After there was a lot of hype? Because I no, saw it with zero No, hype. I
2: saw it in theaters with pretty much no hype. Really? And I thought that it was just... I thought it was a good movie. He built the suspense well. But I thought it was a very by-the-numbers espionage type film. Like, there was nothing... I didn't think you connected to the characters who were... Who are being held hostage at all? They seemed like ancillary side characters. I don't think you really cared about Affleck's character. Wow! I thought it was varied by the numbers. Is there any line or scene that particularly like burnt in your brain or to resonate with you? Right, that you I love? see what you're saying. It That's didn't my have point. like okay. It didn't seem like a great memorable. Total unique film. It seemed like that's how you would direct that movie. Wow. It just would you, obviously, there was no surprises. We all know how it ends. So there was no surprise. But that's a lot of of movies that you know. But that one scene in the market where people are getting angry at them was like the only really tense scene until the airport. You know know what I mean? It's like. Yeah, it's like great. Like there was no, there, there was no unique angle to it that made me feel I'm like not an Argo fan. I thought it was fine. I enjoyed it when what I was at the theater. I'm like that was a good movie. What would you have voted for? I would have voted for several above that. Life of like Pi I thought was so unique and so beautiful. Right. And made a movie on a on a boat with a tiger for for two and a half hours. Yeah. Fascinating and gorgeous and felt like you were there and living through that experience. Right. I thought Django would have been a great choice because it was so cool to take a spaghetti western about a difficult historical time and make it funny and vengeful and the right the good guys win in the end and it was still unique right and comedies don't get enough respect i wouldn't mind the silver linings one because i, I didn't think it was silver amazing lining. but i thought it was unique it was a comedy and it was a cool film it doesn't need to always be this historic these like big historical you know sweeping things to win right um any of those would have been cool wow okay yeah. see i liked argo i, I liked, liked it. it yeah i liked it that shouldn't be the best picture wow okay you really think that it was better I, than life of pie different I don't know Of course Just it was different, different. But you yeah. think it was a better movie Going down in the annals of history, people are going to be like, of of the two, got to see Argo over like a Well, I
1: guess because I'm such a film buff, I kind I like that story of Hollywood making a fake movie and coming in. That was in and also saving why it won. It was so inside Hollywood. Sure, it, it was is like, oh, inside.
2: let's go make a fake movie. But I
1: thought it was an interesting way into the story of the Iranian hostage crisis. Do you know yeah, what I'm saying? Sure. So it was an sure. accessible way to that story. Like, that might have been a boring movie no one without that. There was song. no real drama, I didn't even feel. It was suspenseful because you want to see them get out okay. of the airport. I like it. I like the honor yeah, that's what I believe. Well, so on the um, uh, for the Oscar poll, so Lance Bass did one, uh, speaking of his radio show. So he did an Oscar poll on his radio show. Thankfully, I won that because he calls me his movie guru, nice. and, had, and I had a reputation to uphold yeah, there. And so I got um, five out of seven on nice. his. And then on the main one that I was in, with all the categories, I got 18 out of 24, which is pretty respectable, but good. but normally I'd get in the 20s, I think. And the, I'll tell you the three that tripped me up this yep, year. Yep. So um, Best Director, because yep. Ben Affleck wasn't nominated. In right. retrospect, it seems so obvious, Ang Lee. But mm. I just thought maybe they would have given to Spielberg. So I was torn between Spielberg and Ang Lee. Um, and when they announced Ang Lee won, I thought they said Ben Glebe, and I started walking towards the podium. Oh, and man. Were like, nope. And you already had your... Nameplate, nameplate in my plate. pocket. I could like, Just put this on there. Right. It would have been seamless. Yeah. It was oh, very darn. embarrassing. Angley, Ben mm-hmm. I could hear that. Yeah. And it was Jane Fonda, right? And I was drunk. It was Jane Fonda doing it, And Michael Douglas. No, no. Your friends. Yeah, it was. So
2: I was like, you know, it could have been a great re- re- reconnection right. for all of us. They would know? have been so happy for you, too. Yeah. Cocaine treats. Um, um, and Angley I already has it. one. You know? Exactly. It's so enough. I don't. Have he one. wouldn't have minded.
1: Right. And so director tripped me up, which normally I get that. Um, because all the precursors went to Ben Affleck, so mm-hmm. and he wasn't nominated. I thought Angley was
2: a good choice. Yeah,
1: Angley was a good choice, and in retrospect, I should have gone with him in the pool, but yeah. I just I just wasn't sure because he just won recently for *Brokeback Mountain*. So um, the other two that tripped me up, Best Supporting Actor, mm-hmm. we were talking about Robert De Niro. I went with it because he had Harvey Weinstein behind him, and because it had been the longest since he had won. Yeah. And I thought Christoph Waltz just won for *Inglorious Bastard. Sure. so I didn't think they'd give it to him like three years sure. later. But again, he's somebody who deserved it. So every time someone wasn't in my pool but won. I still realize they deserved it. Right. And then along the same lines, it was original screenplay. I went Zero Dark Thirty, even though I wanted Quentin Tarantino to win. Yeah. And they gave it to Quentin. So I wasn't Mm -hmm. thinking, I guess, that the Academy was progressive enough to go Django Unchained. Well, and then once all, they did they gave it to supporting actor and original screenplay and that's
2: Well on those on those last two categories firstly I don't even think you could technically give zero dark 30 original screenplay cuz I'm pretty sure <laughs> Catherine Bigelow just copied it from classified CIA files. <laughs> right. She just literally copied and pasted it. Right. A Sometimes lot of
1: stuff. original and adapted get a little confusing. Yeah, You're like do. what is that original yeah, uh, and what is
2: that adapted from? And right? in best supporting actor who were their nominees? It was okay. Christoph Waltz, Christoph
1: Waltz, De Niro, um, Robert De Niro, Tommy Lee Jones, right. Alan Arkin for Argo, right. and Philip Seymour Hoffman for The Master. And right. All five had won an Oscar before, right. and it was the first time in history I all know. five had won. So there wasn't like some newcomer to to root for. Right. It. So it makes it straight on acting, straight on acting. And I
2: I I thought it should it had to go to Christoph Waltz or Philip Seymour Hoffman. I thought Hoffman was amazing. He was. I thought he was incredible in that role, and because they just given it to Christoph, I thought that would have been a good choice. to Give right. it to Philip Seymour Hoffman. But Christoph Waltz is arguably amazing, the lead too. in Django Unchained. Right. Also true.
1: So Arc he had he had an advantage there. So
2: and so he was he was really good in that. But let me just say, I don't yes. under I love Robert De Niro as a classic American film actor. But what was good about his performance in *Several Linings* playbook? I liked his character in that. He I, cries. He did. He really didn't even cry. really cry. Did you see tears? Were there <laughs> I tears? Think that, yes, I did see okay. tears because I saw the movie twice. So he did okay. have tears. maybe in the one scene, but you can also put salts in your eyes and get tears. My only right. point is in most of those scenes. What was the challenge? Look at the actual acting, the nuance, and the uniqueness of the character and the acting of Seymour Hoffman and Christoph was yeah. truly unique, dominant, right. amazing, engaging performances. De Niro is pretty much his whole role in that movie. For most scenes like, come on. Sit down, sit down. Don't hurry. Sit down. Watch the watch the game with me.
1: Right, right, right. I can do that. as did a good right Robert now. Scenario. I like that. Thanks
2: a lot. But like, what's so hard about that? I think There's you're no...
1: too young though to play Bradley Cooper's dad, which is a good that, that, thing. That's your opinion. They can do right. wonders with
2: CGI and makeup.
1: That's true. Let's yeah, that's makeup. true. <laughs> they made Daniel D. Lewis and Sally Field Look older. At Abraham Lincoln. You're right. You're right. Come on. Okay. But *The Silver Linings Playbook*. I, I was rooting for it to win something, and it ended up winning Best Actress for Jennifer Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was the only one she's it won. Adorable. The cutest. I think I but fell in love with her. Yeah, she's pretty over amazing. this award season. Yeah, I'd so always adorable. thought she was cute. Twenty-two years old. Twenty-two. Got a standing oh, ovation. Almost too young. Almost. Almost. <laughs> <young>. Exactly. That's <laughs> the key word. I oh. would totally listen,
2: Jennifer. If you're out there, I find you adorable, and I will grant you a date <laughs> that's
1: so nice of you it's the only yeah. way i
2: can phrase it because if i said i would love to take you out everybody's gonna phrase it that way I, right. need to, I need to create the illusion that she wants it
1: well you're doing her the favor
2: right and i'm hoping if she hears this podcast she stops right after i said i will grant you a date presses pause on this podcast and tweets you and tweets at me because she hears all this part right now well, i'm giving my
1: whole game away well if she's listening i'd like to also ask if i can she's already paused are you thinking she's unpaused at this point Yeah, I mean, I'd like to throw my hat in the ring. So I should check
2: Twitter right now while we're
1: live. It's not live. It's not live. Okay, then I'll check later. Right. (laughs) But I'd like to throw my hat in the ring to take her on a date, too. I was doing the math. I'm like, 10 years is not that bad. You're 32? 33. Okay, she's 11 years. She's turning th- 23. Sure, I'm 23 years old. No, so. <laughs> she's turning I, I could be. Um, but I did fall in love with her. But I wanted to give a couple statistics. Um, so eight of the nine Best Picture nominees won at least one Oscar, including Silver Lines. Okay. Um, only *Beasts of Southern Wild went home empty-handed. It's a bummer. Which is a bummer. I recently right? met the the cinematographer, yeah. Ben
2: Richardson. Beautifully shot movie. Re-
1: a really nice movie. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's one of those small movies that sometimes they... They take them on. sometimes they get a little lost, I don't even but. know
2: how great the acting of, of Quentin a. Wallace was, to be honest. she was like, For a kid, she was great. Kid, she and was she great. was six when she shot it. Right. They said she was nine, she I know. Now she was she's six. a veteran. So she was pretty amazing. My only point is, like, I just looked for emotional range, and I felt like she was very one tone. I like that. You're very honest about it. I try yeah. to
1: be so politically correct
2: no, when it comes man. to I mean, I look at the performance, and I'm like, did, well, what was there a scene where I was like, oh, the humanity pouring out there? Right. And
1: by nature, for character, she was a very stoic young kid. Right and right. so, so that movie went home empty end. Life of Pi won the most. They won four. Uh, Argo and Les Rob both won three. I don't know
2: how the kid, by the way, who was the star of Life of Pi, was nominated for Best Actor. Right, right. He was
1: brilliant. He was good.
2: Such a, a journey on that boat. Yeah. How do you not get nominated right. for
1: that? Yeah. But, but the fact that it won the most is always interesting, mm-hmm. you know? So Argo and Les Mis both won three. Lincoln won two. Silver Linings Playbook won. Um, Anne Hathaway is unable to be genuine during a speech. She wants to try. Right. She I tries. Know. What How do you go up that? there and your
2: first line is, it came true?
1: I know. And her song, was, her song was, I dreamed a dream in, oh, in the movie. Yeah. So it was a little it's heavy. It's so lame. It's like, just go up there and be a human being and share some I emotion. Know. When did the world turn on her? I guess this award season. She just has all these pre scripted speeches and she's like, thinks she's it just so It This doesn't hot feel shit. genuine. Mm-hmm. I know. And then the juxtaposition. nice. Right. Nice enough. but Nice enough. But the juxtaposition between her and Jennifer Lawrence, who's so mm-hmm. unfiltered yeah. and so humble, who just won exactly. Best Actress. Exactly. Falls going up the
2: stage And goes You guys just stood up Because I fell How embarrassing And out the way there For a much less Prestigious award It came true Surprised so right. she didn't Sing her speech You're right I dreamed a dream Of winning this
1: <laughs> She should have Oh I would have um, thrown up In my seat And I was high up In the it, balcony It would have hit everybody But I, I, it seems like um, She uh, Jennifer stole the spotlight As ter- In terms of the she young Ingenue adorable. of the night she I wanted to play a clip Of Jennifer Lawrence backstage Have Please. you heard this yet? Yeah, I'd, I'd love, to get, I'd know, love yeah. to get your response to that. Jennifer Lawrence backstage at the Oscars. I wouldn't mind seeing her boobs, by the way. The
3: fall on the way up to the stage? Was, was that on purpose? Absolutely. Absolutely. was it a fall? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> I. What do you mean what happened? Look at my dress. I, I tried to walk upstairs in this dress. That's what happened. What went through my mind? when yeah. I fell down. Uh... <laughs> A, a bad word that I can't say That <laughs> starts with F <laughs> You
0: look so great today Great dress What was the process okay. of getting ready How many people helped you Hi.
3: Well, What was the process I don't know I just woke up and tried on the dress And it fit, thank God And, and then um, I took a shower And I don't know what I was That's what I did And then I got my hair and makeup done and then I came to the old <laughs> I'm sorry, I did a shot before. I... <laughs> sorry, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> okay. It's awfully young to have so much success so far. Do you, you feel that this should, uh, is it a good thing that it's coming so early in the career? I hope so. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I. Who knows? I guess we'll see. You don't worry about being peeking too soon. <laughs> well, now I am. Yeah. God.
2: <laughs> I mean, how cute is she? She is so cute. Adorable. You can just tell if she was your girlfriend, she would be down to earth and low maintenance and fun I and mean, very talented. I
1: heard she's single. She broke up with Nicholas what? Holt, who, who was, was her co-star in X-Men First Class. See, He's also in warm bodies. I, think I always get
2: nervous when they only date people who are like other movie stars. No, but
1: that's just because they're on location and they're off in the, for months together. Right, right it's, it's who's that's, available. That's the
2: problem. A, it makes you wonder. Every film they're going to do, they're going to fall out. Well, a here's the
1: right. Well, the problem now is that she's going to make the Hunger Games sequel, finish that, and also the next X Men with probably Nicholas Holt. So mm-hmm. I hope they don't rekindle on set. I mean, she's this adorable. is our chance, and at, oh, she is America's there's sweetheart. There's pretty much nobody cuter right now. Right, I agree. She's but, like, it, but when I saw Hunger Games, I didn't think of it or Winter's own, Agreed. Something happened in the I think last. She's also trimmed down her face a little bit. Oh, <laughs> well, the baby fat goes. She's got a little bit of baby fat. Face. Yeah, but it goes away. Mm-hmm. Sure does. Um, adorable, right? Uh, so cute. Like, and the fact I kind of like that you get to see the backstage stuff because you get to see the real, yeah, the real girl.
2: I mean, like the Hunger Games. Honestly, if there was, if I had to compete against like twenty other men to earn her love. Yeah, I would murder all of them and two drum beats each time until it was just me and her standing being wow. attacked by dogs. If I can't get Jennifer. And I would Carter, give my life
1: for her. I would jump off and oh let the dogs gosh. eat me. Can she's you top that, Brett Gursky? No. I hope she's still listening. Great. I hope she, I hope hears she that just part.
2: jumps to this part.
1: But I was going to say, if I can't get her, I want you to have her. That's very nice of you. Because I felt that you really care about her. If I can't get her, I want her to remain single. <laughs> right, if I can't have her, yeah. nobody can. Nobody can. No, okay, no. I've heard that. I've heard that people say that before. People say it. I Um, said it right now. Right. Um, I'll say it time and time again. So last thing we'll say, she won Best Actress. Last thing I'll say about the Oscars, just one more fun fact, is Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah. Like we said, the first person ever in Oscar history to win three lead actor Oscars. Mm -hmm, Other people have three Oscars. Mm -hmm. He's the only one with three in the lead category. Um, He's also, what about this fun fact? He's also the first actor ever to win an Oscar for being in a Steven Spielberg movie. Is that that right? unbelievable. I heard wow. that fact and I was really surprised. A no lot kidding. have been nominated. Wow. You know, they were nominated for Color Purple and they were nominated for Schindler's List and Saving Private that, Ryan. That's
2: why I'm too busy to do his movies. You don't, it's never going to lead to an award. Well, that's how you act.
1: You act for awards. Right, exactly. For violence. I act to the award. You know what I mean? That's the way I've always acted. Right. Well, let's talk about your acting career. Sure. Why don't I have you here sure. because that's really what this show's about. Mm-hmm. Um, My acting career. Well, anyone's acting anyone's career. Anyone's acting career. But okay, yours today, you. it's all about that's you. That's good. That's good. Um, so. Uh, how long have you been in LA, Bankley?
2: My whole life. I'm from LA. You are? Yeah, so other than college, I've been here.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Where'd you go
2: to college? UC San Diego. Not uh, even that far so from here. You're a California either. guy. I, I get an East Coast vibe from you. People t- always tell me that. I That's why I asked. Is. Are your parents you. from the East Coast? Nope. Uh, no, my mom was is from Israel. And oh, my okay. Dad was born there, and then I lived in New York for a minute, and then LA, and then went to high, Hollywood High School. When when he was a freshman, um, uh, the senior class president of the high school was John Ritter. And then uh, wow. Jack Tripper himself, and then my dad went to high school the rest of the time in Bogota,
1: Colombia. You know, John Ritter's like my childhood hero. He's the funniest he's man. He's like in the world. reason I want to work in entertainment. Is because I watched Three's. Is Company. that right? Yeah. Uh, if you go back, uh, if you go back several episodes, I did a phone call with Richard Klein, who played Larry on Three's Company. Career Richard, highlight? No shoot, yeah, I like You'll him. appreciate it. I always thought maybe he was Neil Diamond, but he's not. No, no, similar not. vibe. Two different people. Yeah, I get it. Um, yeah, three's company all the way. I, I love that.
2: I um, got to work with uh, Jason Ritter one time. Oh yeah, that was an honor. He's a lot like his father. A he looks and The vibe is similar. It's great. Yeah. Very
1: nice guy. Too. Really interesting. Yeah. Um. So, how did your parents end up in Hollywood? Did they have dreams of stardom, or did they just no not in the elite? Well, my mom was an actress actually in.
2: Israel for a minute, like an accidental act. Well, she acted in plays and she did a couple movies she was asked to do just randomly. People said she was beautiful. Yeah. And, you know, she was asked to do some movies, but still is beautiful. Um, but, um, they were not by no means a showbiz family. My parents came. here. mom was a housewife and Hebrew teacher. My dad was a real estate salesman and a luggage salesman. And
1: Hebrew teacher, I, j- I love that. I was yeah. a Hebrew school kid myself. You were? Yeah, of course. Hey, oh, yeah. You yeah. go Sunday morning and then Monday and Wednesday after school. I wouldn't do it all that.
2: Well, well I didn't. Yeah, that's it was so, intense, Isn't That's intense. My mom was a teacher. She didn't make me do any of that. <laughs> right. Um, and then I just always liked it. I always wanted to be a comedian and entertainer, and, and I always loved acting, and so I became a stand-up comedian and an entertainer and actor. How old were you when you tried stand-up? For the first time? Yeah. Uh, I did it one time during college, during summer or spring break or something. When I was like 19 or 20 was the first time I tried it. Um, And then I would do it. I had a TV show in college where I would do a monologue every episode, and that was analogous to stand-up for sure. So if if you count all that stuff, since I was about 18, 19, but I really started doing stand-up when I graduated. And I done it a few times in college at events on campus, but then when I graduated college at age 22 is when I started really doing it. And it became your job.
1: Yeah, I think, I think it's the hardest thing in entertainment. I think stand-up That's comedy. People say, comedy.
2: it's so weird. It's like I remember when I first met Neil Patrick Harris years and years ago, um, and this is before he was, like, hosting all these shows, right. but, like, he'd already been, obviously, Doogie Howser. He'd already been the of star course. of Rent on Broadway. And I met him and I was introduced to him as a stand-up comic and he goes I don't know how you do that and I I'm know. like are you serious you're Doogie Howser See and but that starring musicals he's like yeah but you just hang yourself out there as a comedian well, so much. I, I was
1: gonna say he's in character even if he's live on stage he's in character when you're doing a tv show or movie yeah. the camera stops you're on the closed set right. but something about being a stand-up comic it's you alone up there with a microphone it's the instant mm-hmm. acceptance or rejection from the audience I mean, if you're good and you're good at it, you don't get that rejection. So you don't. Well, I feel never that. thought
2: of it the way you're phrasing it. Now well, that's now what I always freaked out about.
1: No, 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 you shouldn't be. No, okay, but fine. I always think, you know, instantly, if they're not into it, you still have to stand up there for five, ten minutes, and continue your or set. Or an hour when you're headlining well, a club. Well, if you're headlining, hopefully you're good. Right, that's true. Also. But the, I, I mean, not to be negative, but the idea of bombing as a stand-up comic is just so daunting.
2: I guess. But, but that's but I mean, why I really respect it. What's the consequence?
1: It, Nothing. That you're standing
2: up there. You say, oh, oh, you're just standing in front of of people. Look at the, the, the. the turmoil on the other side of the planet or <laughs> right. down the street. Look at the fact that we're spinning out of control on a marble through a vast, unknowable universe. Your five minutes of silence is going to hurt anybody? Come right. on, get over yourself. Right. That's how you get stage confidence, I think. That's true. There's no con It doesn't matter. Right. Well, when did, when, did? Especially you? when you're doing open minds when it's five minutes. You're doing it, you still have a job, you still have another life, you still have another night, you can do it again. Who
1: cares? That's good. That's a great. Right, that's the right way to look at it, Thank you. I think. Thank you. Um, when did you start your project, The Glebe Show? Well, I started that in college. Well, first I had a radio show called The Glebe
2: Show at the end of high school, and I still had a speech problem at the time, so that was weird to have a radio show. And then I went to college and started doing it my f- uh, winter quarter, freshman year, my own late night talk show. Did It for four years, it like grew and grew and grew. And I, this I not that you
1: say, that I remember hearing about that even before I knew you. Thanks. Yeah. Did you do stuff at the improv, maybe?
2: Well, or that like was like a night that was eventually
1: I eventually, did that,
2: but I'm just in college. I did it as like a late night talk show, sold that to the National Lampoon Network when I graduated, did for three seasons there, partnered then with Lauren Michaels and sold it to Fox, and, right. and had a pilot deal at Fox, and then. Um, that went away when they cleared their, their comedy department and rehired all new people, and they cleared the slate, and that was a bummer. But um, did it for many years. First as a talk show, and then as like a hybrid sitcom show with hidden camera bits and man street pieces and right. all the stuff I've always enjoyed doing. And uh, did it for a long time, and I think one day I'll end up doing some version of it for real on yeah. like legit national television. Uh, yeah, but
1: I was going to say, that's something you could easily –
2: but but try to revisit. yeah, but my focus has shifted. I've, I've in two different ways. I focus shifted a lot into getting more serious about my acting, and then also more serious about politics and hosting. And right. my podcast does a lot of that. And I'm gonna hopefully pitch so soon some sort of television like political show for myself, while also hoping on the side to keep acting going. I don't know how to do both exactly. You can do it. Yeah, why that'd not? Be nice. I think like John Stewart was no, doing both do it, yeah. for a while. But, in he the beginning, but now right. he doesn't have any time to act. You're right. He's all daily I think show. once your show's on the air, but I'll take whatever gets me there first, and then I can diversify.
1: Right? Have you gotten a lot of exposure? I know you're like a regular on Chelsea lately. Yeah, for a lo- long time, for like, like, like five th- years now. Yeah. So as long as she's been on, I feel like yeah. Chelsea Handler's the kind of person where you know if she likes you or not, yes. and she obviously likes you. That is true, I suppose. Despite the way she makes it
2: seem on camera sometimes, oh, of course. Well, I think behind the scenes, she definitely likes me. I would, I would like to believe. How many
1: times have you been on fifty something times? Like maybe close to eighty times. Really? I yeah. That's a Um, lot. It's pretty sweet. And so you're part of the round table at the beginning of the show. I'm on tonight, actually. Oh, you are? When this airs,
2: it'll be having already done. Oh, okay. um, Yeah, and uh, I'm on a round table and. Then I also actually just had a really cool acting role. They asked me to do a guest star, one episode guest star on After Lately. Oh, cool! Her other show, which right. is a it's scripted like fictional behind the scenes of of right. Chelsea Lately, It's just the funniest premise to me. It's like Larry Sanders, but of behind the scenes of an existing show. Yeah, it's a real show. Like, it's like a so hybrid. Cool. Yeah, it's so cool. And so they, I got, I have a really ridiculous part in this sixth episode of this coming season that just started airing this last Monday so did she had she find you from Glebe show or how did how Oh, I did think meant, I'm like from Chelsea lately no 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 right. <laughs> how did you get the part on after <laughs> yeah no but initially did did the Glebe show lead to Chelsea lately no I don't think so I think Chelsea and I just knew each other a little bit from stand-up from before she ever had her shows on E right and uh, I think you know I definitely respected her hugely as a comic I, I guess maybe she liked what I did a little bit too and wanted to have me on and the booker Michael Cox also booked me and was I guess a fan of my stand up and right so the two of them I think giving me the endorsement you don't need more than the host and the booker <laughs> exactly and well I that's also
1: out. that's probably why you're so candid too because you have to be on that show you, you can't be, be yeah. as can't politically correct as I you cannot be. be
2: and I worry about it sometimes and I forget, I forget I'm like oh yeah I'm on Chelsea lately right there's no reason for me to hide anything because it all comes out anyway. Right,
1: but the exposure from Chelsea lately, I feel like could come full circle and get you back to having your own Gleeb show. Well, hopefully, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Because there's a huge, she has a huge loyal fan base. This is very true. So you get, you must get recognized a lot from Chelsea yeah, lately. Yeah, it's
2: been a crazy trajectory. It took a couple of years to get there because originally I'd be on like, every four or five weeks, and I was just more one of the, one of her big stable. And the stable people used to be a lot bigger, and it kind of that's true. The herd thinned a bit. Right, and and, and then um, when I became one of one of her characters, one of people she loves to make fun of. It, as much as if it's like it was weird, it also, I felt like I had more job security because she loves to have things to joke around with people fits, about. Right. And she has quite a few of things.
1: Yeah, me She makes fun of Chewy the most And he's on every single episode That's exactly right (laughs) I had friends in town this summer And their goal They were like While we're in town Two sisters They were like We want to go to Chelsea lately So Ryan Basford set it up And you happened to be on that day Remember Oh oh, yeah yeah yeah. That's right It was just funny I was like of all the shows And Mary J. Blige Who we mentioned earlier Oh no kidding Was the guest It's crazy It's like everything Is led up to this podcast Everything led up to this moment It's pretty insane Um,
2: This moment (laughs) Uh, Yeah It's, It's pretty awesome man It's been the greatest blessing And really Chelsea has given me the you know the biggest not only break of my career but she really has believed in me obviously with actions a lot of people believe you believe in you with words in this town but with actions more than anybody yeah she has consistently put me on television and now I get a lot of other offers to do other little other things, and it's led to some great stuff. Yeah, she seems very loyal. She's the best. It's a She's great outlet. Really, really cool. Yeah. yeah, and it's also good because you can pop in and out. You can do other things. It yeah. leaves you free. To Not do. that I've ever been offered to write for a show, but when I've been asked over the years if I'd consider maybe if I wanted to write for the show, or when there was an opening and my manager said to me, do you want to submit... I thought about it. I always thought I don't want to just because I already get the benefits of being on the show without having to work there every day. Right. I can still go and do acting projects and do my own thing and still be on the show. So
1: So a couple more things because I know you have to go soon. No worries. um, But we mentioned Ice Age. Mm -hmm. It was the fourth one in the series. Yeah. How did that come about? Because like you said, it's a huge movie franchise. I just wanted to mention the other people in it with the other voices. Ray Romano, Mm -hmm. John Leguizamo, Jennifer Lopez, Queen Latifah, Nicki Minaj, Dennis Leary, Sean William Scott. Rebel Wilson, Wanda Sykes, Patrick Stewart, Peter Dinklage, Josh Gad, Aziz Ansari, Drake. Yes. I mean, the list goes on forever. It's a pretty good
2: cast. And Ben Glebe. Yeah. Wanda Sykes plays me and Leguizamo's grandma. Right. Joey Behar plays our mom. It oh, right. Was pretty Jerry insane. Behar. And I actually just met Leguizamo for the first time hiking Runyon the other day, the day before the Oscars.
1: Right. How many years in advance do you do it alone in the sound
2: booth? Yeah, right? recorded a year and a half before it got released because they animate based on, on, on the voices. So they like videotape the faces, too, and they like draw based on your facial so expressions.
1: Cool. Do, you, do you recognize your own facial expressions? In, I need to rewatch it because the, the first time I watched
2: the film, I, the only
1: one time I've seen it, I was not sober. Well, you are the voice of Marshall. Yeah. And my nephew watches those, shows, so I'm fam- uh, those movies, so I'm familiar with it. Oh, good. But but, um, how do I to about? have you? I know I'm gonna have to have you. I like, call him or sure as Marshall. Absolutely. <laughs> um, it
2: was, you know, I, I've had a voiceover agent for years. It's just so weird how things pop up in this, in this business that you don't expect coming at you. I was doing a standup set at the Improv one night randomly and had not given really any thought to doing voiceover work right. yet. Um, you have a great voice though. Thank you. I think and that's I what
1: makes your podcast so great too. It's the it's specifically the voice and the the. Tone and the thanks. Sarcasm, sarcasm, I have a weird a
2: voice, bit. but it's it's fun. Thank you. And, and and I'd never thought of it except for whatever reason. Like the the th- two or three months before this night, people started telling me a lot. Maybe my voice became more weird. They're like, you have a really unique voice, really weird voice. And then one night at the improv, this woman said the same <laughs> thing to me, and she. It was a prominent voiceover agent Said I'd love to take a meeting I came in And she signed me Amazing. And ever since then, I've been doing A good amount of voiceover work I just did, I just did an episode Of Phineas and Ferb For Disney oh, as well Oh yeah
1: Oh my nephew loves Phineas and Ferb We went to the live show Over Thanksgiving Oh cool We saw them live Yeah Yeah,
2: yeah I got to do two voices For that show Oh cool And, and, and Work with Marsh himself. So that was pretty cool, Swampy Marsh. Yeah. Um, and um, he directed the episode I was on, and I'm the voice of the Chevron
1: commercials, and I. I, uh, and you get vo- to just roll in your pajamas? How does that work? Yeah, you can wear whatever you want. <laughs> I don't wear pajamas. <laughs> no, but all, I still wear a speak- tie
2: for some reason. But oh, right.
1: Well, it's a job, you're professional. It
2: is. But, um, yeah, you get to wear whatever you want and just bring some hot tea in and just act. You did know.
1: you act with any of those people on Ice Age or zero, you were alone? Zero. So funny. The, so you go to the premiere and you the, see it for the first time? Yeah,
2: the two directors of, of, of the movie would read the lines with me off camera. That's so cool. Off mic, rather. And, uh, yeah, I went to the premiere. And w- Actually, it wasn't even a premiere for this one, which was a bummer. Because, really? Yeah, it was you know, fourth and they did a premiere in Europe that I wasn't really exactly invited to. They said I could go if I wanted to fly myself there. But right. It's kind of like so,
1: winning tickets to the bleachers <laughs> Very much so.
2: Here's your ticket to the premiere, now get yourself. <laughs> Very much so. But it was a huge 3D movie. It opened at number one on the planet, and I went with like all my closest friends to go see it at, at uh, Arclight. Yeah, it had like a $50 million really dollar cool.
1: opening weekend just in, just the, in the U.S., US and yeah. then like we said, it went on to $900 million it's worldwide. It's the
2: only franchise that each each subsequent installment makes more money. Wow. So it's pretty ridiculous. And so is there an Ice Age 5 in the world? I'm sure they're planning it. I can't imagine why they wouldn't. Will the Marshall will be back? Money. God, that'd be nice. I'm sure he will. They, they made the family the not the biggest character. We really were just a vehicle to drop off Wanda Sykes for the rest of the movie.
1: <laughs> right. But it would be nice if we reconnected. That'd be really nice. I wouldn't mind it. That'd be cool. I certainly wouldn't mind it. Well, before we get to the last thing we do, um, what's on the horizon for your stand-up? Where can people come see you in the in the near future? In the near future, I will be at the Lake Tahoe
2: Improv March twentieth through twenty fourth. Oh, really? The at whole, Harvey's like a whole week. For like yeah, four nights. Wow. Um I guess that's five nights, huh? That's, that's a long
1: a, gig. Yeah.
2: I'll be doing a little snowboarding in between. There. Are
1: you big in Lake Tahoe? Do you have a
2: big following well, that remains to be seen. We'll be to see. <laughs> you Hopefully hope so. your listeners will all show up. Right. You can get tickets at improv.com. I don't, know how,
1: I don't know how big I am in Lake Tahoe. I have to find out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, I will let
2: you know we'll how that out. turns out. And then I will also <laughs> be in, let me see here, I will be at the in Washington, D.C., our nation's fine capital, wow. on the 19th and 20th, the Friday and Saturday of uh, April. At the new 918 performance space that they have there, and they can get tickets to that at 918fstreet.com.
1: Cool. So how, how do you plan in advance, like uh, something in April, how, not knowing what's going to happen with you in LA? You just with with acting stuff or whatever. Yeah, or, you just
2: cancel a gig if you get it get work and it's in your contract that
1: if you book a significant acting role
2: that you can cancel and they can't be upset about it. Cool. And it's up to them if they book you again, which sometimes yes, sometimes no. Right. Some club owners are very cool about it and some get pissed and I'm like, like listen, I'm not going to turn down a major
1: life-changing acting
2: role for my right. one weekend here.
1: And how far in advance are you planning Chelsea Lately appearances?
2: Those I get those booked about three or four weeks in advance. So you really? Usually. You need like an assistant to manage this. I know. I'm actually, I've am i had an assistant for years and they always quit and I'm about to hire another one.
1: If you had an assistant, they would have known 9,000 Sunset was across the street from the Rocks. No,
2: you got to add a W or an E, bro. There's two nine thousand sunsets. You're right. We're crying out loud. We got
1: to get you an assistant. Yeah, I'll be
2: good. I'm about to hire another one. I need to. If anybody's interested, let me know. Um, let Brett know, and, and no, the girls will hit can, me up. And they can tweet you. They can tweet me. It's true. That's very true. Or Facebook message me. But um, yeah, so you can get tickets to those things there, and I'll be at the Hollywood Improv this coming Wednesday. Oh, really? Uh, oh, I gotta come see you. Yeah, at the Comedy Juice show uh, Wednesday, the whatever date is this coming Wednesday, a week from yesterday, whatever March march something right it'll be march so something March so. the first yeah so let's do some really annoying slow math on the air right now 6th the 6th march 6th i'll be at the hollywood improv comedy juice show or march 12th irvine improv comedy juice march 14th ice house comedy juice show all the tickets oh all gosh. those at comedyjuice.com or dot you never stop you're I'm a hard working guy I'm a, I'm, i work too much i'm honored that i was able to get you on here dude it was a pleasure so great. Really fun time to be here.
1: Um, the last thing we do, as you know, um, is called the mystery question, which is I have the per- the guest from my last podcast leave a mystery oh, question wow. in an envelope for my next guest. I don't even know what it is. Oh, I like it. And so Who that way- do I open it? You open it. Yeah. Right. It's for you. And so DJ Lubell I mentioned, was the guest on yeah, the last like podcast. DJ. He did the Women of LA. This could be anything. I hope it's not offensive. It's probably going to be dirty, knowing DJ be. Bell. That's his reputation right now. It's Ooh, very dramatic.
2: Be pretty filthy
1: opening. Carnage style.
2: And um. here we go. Here we go. How much fun are you having on this podcast? not dirty. It was not dirty. <laughs> a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Scale of one to ten. Uh, Seventy. 70 I said 50 And we started So we've jumped 20 Yeah when you got here
1: You said you were Excited wise You were 50 out of 10
2: And I said not 55 So I didn't expect it To go above 50 Wow And we're at 70 right now Awesome So I I wish we
1: had more time I could talk to you for hours I know I wish I had more time too I have have a standing appointment I know you do Do you know It's on Sunset It is on Sunset not too far. Don't go too. Don't go the opposite direction. Fair enough. Well, um, they
2: include west and east on
1: their <laughs> right, addresses, right? And you've probably been there before. This but um, so here is a card and an envelope for you. Do I write it now on the air? You write it on the air, but you don't tell me and you don't read it out loud. Sure. And whoever my next guest may be, they will open it up. And um, while we do that, actually, the last thing I wanted to do because you mentioned DC, what did you, I just wanted to ask you before we go? What yeah. did you think of Michelle Obama presenting Best Picture? I thought it was cool. I wanted to see Jack Nicholson talk
2: more, to be honest. I feel like he's a lot less exposed than Michelle Obama. So I wanted to see Jack. You know, I mean, we see Michelle Obama a lot. I, I <laughs> like her. I'm a fan of hers. But via satellite, I'm like, eh. That's funny that you think she's more exposed. Well, you see her on TV all the time talking than very often. Jack Nicholson, right. Nicholson's very reclusive. I wanted to see Nicholson do some weird, memorable things. But yeah. it was cool to see him defer to her. I thought that was interesting.
1: Right. Was it how, a big... how
2: dirty should I make this question? No,
1: no, no. It's not supposed to be dirty. I mean, my, my next nice guest could be a... Classy, respectable actress. That's I, I wouldn't want to offend her. No, it's more like career, like almost like an inside the actor studio question. Like, what would you ask? Okay. Um, and so, before we go out, I would wanted to play Ben Affleck speech because I know you weren't as big a fan of Argo as I was, but I thought his speech about um, his comeback was was nice. Did sure. you like that? I did indeed. So, before we go, I just wanted to play that clip.
0: Thank you very much. Thank you very, very much. I know eventually that, that thing's going to start to go, so forgive me if this is uh, a little bit quick. I want to acknowledge Steven Spielberg, who I feel is a genius and, uh, and, a, and just a, a, a towering uh, talent among us. I want to acknowledge the other eight films. There are eight great films that have every right, uh, as much a right to be up here as we do. I want to acknowledge them and thank them for what they did and for the, many of them who, who didn't even uh, uh, get nominated this year. Um, I want to thank, you know, I mean, uh, Jack McNeese and, 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 and Jerry Speck and Marty Brest and my brother and my mom and dad and uh, uh, Patrick Weitzel and Tony Mendez, who led us to his story. Thank you. And I just, I'm going to forget, I thank everyone in the movie, on the movie, worked on the movie, did anything with this movie, gets thanked. I want to thank Canada. I want to thank our, our, our friends in uh, in Iran living in, 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 in a terrible circumstances right now. I want to thank my wife, who I don't normally associate with Iran. But um, I want to thank you for um, working on our marriage, for uh, you know, uh, 10 Christmases, it's uh, it's it's good, it's, it is work, but it's the best kind of work, and uh, there's no one I'd rather work with, so, um, and I just want to say, you know, I, I was here 15 years ago or something, and, um, you know, I had no idea what I was doing, I stood out here in front of you all, I really just a kid, and uh, I went out, you know, and I never thought that I would be back here, and I am, uh, because of so many of you who are here tonight, because of this Academy, because of so many wonderful people who extended themselves to me when they had nothing to benefit from it in Hollywood. You know what I mean? I, I couldn't get them a job. Um, I want to thank them, and, and I want to thank what they taught me, which is that you have to work harder than you th- than you think you possibly can. You can't hold grudges. It's hard. But you can't hold grudges. Uh, and it doesn't matter uh, how you get knocked down in life, because that's going to happen. All that matters is that you got to get up.
2: Violet, Sam, and Sarah, I love you. That was, that was beautiful, <laughs> beautiful clip. The way he,
1: the way he said all those words in there. Yeah, and it so was like ah. So you have sealed the mystery question um, in the envelope. envelope. I can't wait to hear what it is next week. And thank you so much for being here. Being Thanks excited. for having me, Brett. It was thank really you fun. for sharing the story about the Oscar road trip. That was real inside scoop. It was
2: pretty fun. We also went to the Pentagon, by the way. You did? Sick. Yeah, secret toward of the Pentagon. Wow, it was pretty great.
1: I can't wait to see what you do next for the Oscars. I, I mean you got a topic. Host. It. I want to host. Host. That's all I want. Let's start the campaign. Listen, Let's you're do it. you're definitely in with the Oscar people. Right. They definitely know who I
2: am. Exactly. I'm on the radar. Right. That's all that matters. I won't do boob songs, I promise. Right.
1: That's all you need to do. Yeah. I'm gonna do clit songs. <laughs> oh, Is wow. that a weird note to end the podcast on? Yeah, because I don't know which actresses you would shout out during that song. I don't
2: um, think we've seen that.
1: Sharon Stone. Okay. And Um, Well, the next time we talk, I'd like to hear the full song. We saw your whatever. I said clip, by the way. Clip. Oh, clip! Clip songs. Oh, well, that! If it's, we saw your clip, then that's yeah. it, that song. What did you think is, I said? I thought you said something.
2: Else. Stones created some great
1: legendary <laughs> film clips, like in that Western movie she did, and other ones. <laughs> she did Casino. Yeah, she Casino. She's awesome. in that.
2: Somebody.
1: <laughs> on that note, thank you. Wow, Michelle Obama accidentally just came up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but she on does, that see, it overexposed. I told you. <laughs> You're right, she's, she's everywhere. everywhere.
1: <laughs> she's everywhere. <laughs> so on that note, thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Check out all the podcasts on HaHa jk.com and i'll talk to you next time
0: away for hollywood away for hollywood so misunderstood so keep fighting on